Welcome to this week's Internet of Comics. I'm Al Keshback. And this is the real hero, Matt Golden. And this week we are talking about season two of the Netflix show Iron Fist. You're goddamn right we are, Alex. Uh, we got a whole lot to talk about this week. There's been a lot of news and a lot of cool shit that's come out since the last time we uh, we uh, yelled right into your ears. Yeah, did we ever talk about uh, Henry Cavill and Affleck no longer being part of Superman nah, Batman? We haven't no, talked we about that yeah. at all. Good riddance. Who cares? Uh, I mean, like I do. It just shows once again, like Warner Brothers just keeps taking 12 steps backwards without having an idea of how to go forwards at all. Yep. Uh, everybody knew that the Ben Affleck thing was coming, but the Henry Cavill thing was yeah. kind of a shock. I mean, the casting was never the issue. No, no, films. it wasn't. Mm-mm. Yeah. So cool. Yep. I mean, I never thought that Ben Affleck was going to be a bad Batman. I think the way that it was wrote was bad. They just relabeled the universe of Wonder Woman and Friends. Yep. Yeah. It's really just Wonder Woman and maybe Aquaman if his film's good and maybe Shazam. Uh, and, and The Flash. Don't forget about The Flash. Yeah. If that film ever comes around. Yeah. yeah. Wonder Woman with The Flash occasionally. But you uh, started the DC Universe, didn't you? The streaming service on Batman I Day? I did. What do you think of it so far? I think it's kind of lame so far. Yeah. I haven't started myself. I'm waiting closer to the Titans premiere to pick it up. Yeah. But. So let me tell you. So if you have Marvel unlimited and you're expecting something similar, you are in for a massive disappointment. The comic selection is pretty terrible. The comic selection is pretty bleak. However, I've actually never read uh, a couple of big storylines that they've got on there. So I'm, I'm excited to read those, but I was expecting a lot vaster selection of things to read. Yeah. I heard too that like they're promising like X more issues will be available to buy soon. Yeah, like that these, was which, extremely off-putting. Yeah, I, I, I would feel the same way. That like it's just another uh, thing for them to tease issues to try and lull people yeah. into uh, spending more money. I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but if I'm paying $8 a month out of the gate for your brand new app, you better fucking come ready to, to play ball. Like, well, I don't expect like you have, to have a massive, massive library, but at yeah. least have a good, decent selection. Or entire runs. Like, right. They would have one issue yeah. of something. Like, yeah. oh, hey, check out this new Wonder Woman thing. And it would be one issue. Like, what? Yeah. Like, you guys aren't doing New 52 anymore. Uh, and, like, I'm not saying you should have, like, all of Snyder's run on there. But put, like, I mean, just put another run. Like, put the Wonder Woman run on there or a shorter run on there. During that time, Remorse and put Superman Put a 90s run. run. I don't give a shit what yeah. you do. Put some big stuff on there and then put actual runs. Uh, it was extremely frustrating. That what about the said, video content? The video content was cool. I was a fan of the video content on their day one. I knew going into it, they weren't going to have all these shows that they had promised yet, but there was a bunch of animated stuff on there that looked cool. Yeah, I um, recommend anyone that hasn't watched Batman, The Brave and the Bold, check that out. It's more wholesome Batman, but it's just a lot of fun. Uh, there's also the brand new Batman Ninja that came out, and if you try to buy it in stores, it's like 14 15 bucks. That's cool. They have some of the newer streaming movies on there. Yeah, so that was neat. Uh, I appreciated that. Uh, that aspect of it. But as far as the comic selection is concerned, it's a little eh. And the app is a little clunky as well. That's it makes I, things a little bit difficult. I know they delayed the release on the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. Um, so I don't know when that'll be rolled out. I think it was delayed on Fire TV too. So I'm not demanding a refund. I'm going to stay subscribed to it. Um, you just wanted more for a launch day. Yeah, uh, I was definitely expecting a lot more. I was super pumped to get it. I woke up. Got to work and was like, oh, shit, got to give me this DC universe and then started farting around on it while at work and was already disappointed. 
in the the amount that I. That's saw. not the way you want to celebrate Batman Day. No, not really. Did you do anything for Batman Day? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I worked that day, <laughs> and then I read comics that weren't Batman related. Oh, nice. Yeah, I read uh, Death uh, Death in the Family, the very first issue. Very nice. Um, which Great I had selection. surprisingly never read. Yeah. Well, like, which is Fantastic. really, really weird yeah. for me. Um, but I enjoyed the first one. I'm yeah, and I'm a huge fan of Jason Todd. Um, so it's cool. Jim Starlin hasn't gotten much love on here yet for all no. of his classic shit. Yeah, I mean, we talked will. about it a bit when we talked about Thanos some, but not yeah. as much uh, as we probably should have. Uh, other big news. Uh, we got a big trailer this week. Yeah, we got the trailer for the second trailer for Wreck-It Ralph. Yep. Internet. Yeah, I'm super pumped for the yeah. way that it uh, ties into comic books. Uh, Racket Ralph should be uh, great, but probably not as good as the new Captain Marvel, which I guess also had a trailer that we can talk about. Yeah, that trailer's pretty good. As someone, and I know you did as well, and we're going to age ourselves a little bit, but as two former employees of Blockbuster Video, it did warm my heart a little bit to see a Blockbuster Video in the trailer. Yes. Uh, if I had seen it before I had read about it, I would have been flabbergasted and just immediately in love. I was expecting it, so I wasn't as impressed. But just when I read that line in the article, I was like, yes. It's kind of funny. Blue like, and gold, baby. Like this trailer too kind of takes you one way, like where I got annoyed, but then they brought it back. I'm like, all right, everything's okay. I'm like, they changed her origin. Like she's not an alien from outer space, but then it transitions to where she's flashes of a younger version of herself on earth. Uh, and so she doesn't really know her own history or what she might be. So I was, I was more okay with that. Yeah. That's, I'm okay. If you change up somebody's origin story a little bit, that's fine. Yeah. But don't totally yeah. alter what they are. And we got to see some awesome things. We got to see, a young a Samuel Jackson, Nick Fury, with hair and two eyes. Yep. Yeah. Double those eyes. Uh, we also got to see Jude Law, and it's it's yeah. always great to see Jude Law. Him playing Marvel with the Kree eyes. We saw so many things like the Kree, uh, the Kree helmet, like them flying through space. Super cool. We got a brief cl- glimpse of the scrolls on the beach, which was fantastic. There's some of these like little Easter eggs in one short trailer that it showed you so much. Yeah, you get young Coulson in there for a second. Yeah, it's like I. And like I was going through a drought of not new Marvel or new MCU content, and it's something I needed. Uh, yeah, they've been extremely silent at Comic Con, and this is it was much yeah. needed. Yeah, but I guess we should go ahead and jump into season two of Iron Fist. Let's fucking do this. So I know that I enjoyed season one of Iron Fist more than most people. Uh, it was still probably the worst season. Well, actually, not probably. It was the worst season one out of all. At least you can admit that. The, like the that shows, makes me have uh, a little hope for you, but I I don't have much hope for you. So I mean, I was definitely looking forward to the second season, and I know you were not into the first season at all. So as someone who wasn't into the first season, you I mean you watched season two more probably more out of a sense of obligation. Oh, one hundred percent. It was out of obligation. Uh, From there was literally don't get don't get it twisted. There was no other reason that I hopped on board for this. So, did your opinion elevate or change or descend even further as you uh, power through season two? It did. So I'm going to give everybody a fair warning. I thought it was decent. Um, I will not. We're making progress. Yeah, I will not. Good job, Marvel Television. Um, there's still so many issues and I'm going to just rag on them the whole time. So get ready for that. Everybody. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy one thing I love, which we've talked about before with the other Marvel shows. I love that This was only 10 episodes. Like it was a nice tight 10 episodes. It didn't feel like there was a lot of filler. There was a heart to heart conversation, but it actually felt important for character growth without being dragged out for 20 minutes. There was a little of that. I feel like an eight up. Ep- I 
I really, let me just say first off that I appreciate Netflix uh, for listening to our podcast and taking <laughs> yeah. our suggestion. We are, we were expecting our residual check in the mail. We don't ask for much. Yeah. We just want a free Netflix subscription and $10 million in untraceable bail bonds. Yep. That's all that we want. And we don't ask for much here. Neither of us are sure what bail bonds are, but we just know <laughs> we need them. They sound really cool though. And if I have $10 million in them, that's got to be good, right? I think bail bonds are like if you're getting bailed out of prison. Probably. I mean, most people don't know we that we're doing this We are not planning podcast. a heist. We're doing this podcast This is not admissible in court. It's a satire. Is there any further lawyers or judges who may be <laughs> listening and trying to use this in court? Yeah, you can't try us again for second crime. For, uh, no double jeopardy here. Yeah. I read the title in the back of the movie Double Jeopardy starring <laughs> Ashley Judd. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I nailed that legal concept down. Yeah, I watched that movie really drunk one night, so I know. That's I good. know. You That's can't good. pull it over on me, Mr. Law. Johnny Law. I thought you were bringing it back to Jude Law for a second. Oh, I should have. Damn it. All right. Well, opportunity missed. Here we go. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and, and start talking about the beginning of this season? One thing I loved is that it opens with Danny in an awesome fight. Basically, this truck is speeding towards him in the middle of the street. And Danny just, instead of like getting out of the way or standing still, he runs towards the truck, which is awesome. And his face is covered. We can see the top half of his face, and it's covered with a yellow mask, which is reminiscent, obviously, of the yellow mask that he wears in the comics. So I love the opening. All that super strong opening. It was just Danny just kicking dudes. Uh, asses. And it was all downhill from there. And we, we, we'll see. I think from that first fight scene, you also saw that the choreography was much stronger this season. It wasn't, I, I want to say it's not Daredevil good, but it was a lot better from season one where it looked like I was a person who uh, choreographed martial arts fights. Yeah, it was super, super slow season one. Now, this season, I thought there was not a whole lot of it, uh, and we will definitely get into my issues with the fight scenes pretty soon. But continue. Sorry. He Um, runs towards the truck, and he punches it, I assume. Yeah, he punches the truck, which is pretty awesome. Uh, Let me just say real quick, because I didn't know that, because I was barely paying attention immediately. (laughs) It's good. It was rough. Uh, But that was actually pretty cool. I was like, oh, that's nice. That's neat. Uh, I will say, too, that we see Danny get cut early in that fight twice, which I thought that was nice to do in the beginning because it's just a reminder that Danny is not Luke. Luke is the last thing we saw. Luke is essentially on the, his skin is invincible. So it's a nice reminder that while like Luke is a brick wall, Danny is a glass cannon. He's someone that packs powerful punch, but is still vulnerable to getting the crap beat out of him if he lets his guard down. Yep, 100%, which is always a cool thing with this superhero. Um, it starts out with him uh, basically in the middle of this war between two uh, rival gangs. Yeah. The Tigers and the, the hatchets. hatchets. Yeah. I wanted to say machetes. Yeah. <laughs> but And the Tiger Gangs from the comics, too. Yep. Because of or they're the Golden Tigers, I believe, in the comics. Something uh, like that. Do you want me to tell you my problem with these gangs, bro? Sure. Nobody in these gangs owns a fucking gun. Yeah. What person in any gang owns a gun or does not own a gun? It's insane. Uh, that's traditional Yakuza where you don't own a gun. I'm just making stuff up. My, my knowledge of it comes from yeah, video the, games. The Yakuza, yeah. in in my knowledge of video games, carries guns. I feel like they got like a like some sort of a shitty trade deal where they're like, hey, check out what this knife can do. Give us your guns and we'll give you these sweet knives. Look, let's move past. No. No, no, no. no let's no, move no. past back again. No, no. We're going to jump to the best part of episode one. That Danny is working. Sure, he's the head of a multi-billion-dollar corporation. Oh my god! But he is working at a for, fucking fish market for a moving company. Oh, yeah, yeah, company. yeah. Is he not working at a fish market? No, too? I, you just made that up. Uh, yeah, well, which uh, 
You know, I just realized too, the guy that we, that was his moving partner in that first episode, I don't think we ever saw him again. Nope. Not one time. But that we never was, hear another word about him moving. That was our introduction to a character named Mary. Yes, uh, it was. Played by Alice Eve. And I thought she did a fantastic job. Uh, but in this first scene or introduction to her, she's just this uh, kind of like quaint, nervous girl who's just a little bit bubbly and just a little bit shy and nervous. Uh, and is a photographer and someone who draws as well. And she kind of, kind of like this flirtatious vibe with her from Danny, but you're not sure. Yeah. She totally wants to smash. Um, and Danny's like kind of into it. He's like, yeah, what's up? Hey, that's the, that's the clinical term. Yeah. They, they wanted to smash. Uh, yeah, but there was a, a fun little thing. And for some reason he invites her back to his apartment. Yeah. Because he's a good friend. Okay. Uh, sure. But she needed water, okay? People get thirsty. Without hydration, you die. You know that there's lots of fucking bodegas in NYC, dog? Where you can just go buy water real quick? No, that's not free. Okay, that costs money. She's there, a starving artist. Instead of just like just going to a bodega around any corner, let's walk all the way back to my apartment 30 blocks yeah. and get you a glass of water. I agree. I mean, technically, it's more like Colleen's apartment. It was- uh, you're not wrong. She was definitely thirsty. See? Exactly. She's technically real accurate thirsty but towards the end of the episode too we see her back in her own place and she had like all these like sticky notes around and this running water too oh, which kind of makes you think something is up but for me you don't just leave water running when you leave in a hurry uh one of my favorite parts actually happens uh in season two like when things really change we i mean we see war is back joy is back joy sucks now uh, Ward is awesome as ever. Uh, Ward's in recovery. Uh, boo. Not boo. You should take reco- I mean, I feel like if you had a substance abuse problem and you also just murdered your father who'd been dead before, I feel like recovery is, is like the least you, you could do. I probably should not issues. ever boo AA. Uh, <laughs> uh, he was in NA, as he makes clearly. Yep. Oh, well. uh, but... We actually get to see some flashbacks of Danny's time in Kunlun, Kunlau, uh, with him when he fights Davos to earn the right to try and face Shaolu or to be the Iron Fist. But during the flashbacks, he's actually wearing something much similar to the actual Iron Fist mask, which is really cool. Yep. And the, so is Davos, yeah. Yeah. But also, can my one of my favorite scenes, not in that, but in the episode, there's this rare uh artifact dealer that's joy invited to the apartment and she just wanted to hook up with davos and so joy basically pimps davos out to, to sleep with her which i guess like that's, that's what you do if you're rich in new york that like you're like i want that guy and you're like i can give you that guy but you have to give me this rare asian artifact <laughs> i guess what rich people do that's i don't know how all hookups yeah. happen but well, i love that davos's instinct was to murder her instead of sleep with her. <laughs> like it just shows you what a dedicated like a psychopath he was or is. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. He didn't want whatever disease she might have been carrying. He That's was true. just trying to play His body safe. is a temple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he watches everything yep. that he consumes. Uh, and I guess everyone that he consumes at yeah. that point, too. He doesn't actually eat people, which would have been way cooler. Yeah. Uh and two, like, Danny and Ward learn pretty quickly that Joy and Davos have teamed up. And so Danny has this, like, uh, absurd sitcom-like plan to invite Joy and oh, Davos God. over to dinner at Colleen Cooks and to have Ward drop in as a surprise. Uh, Ward never makes it. 
Uh, let me let me get into this yeah. scene here because this at this moment in the show, I started a uh, running tally of all the dumb shit that Danny does, and I called it Danny is a moron. So, how about I kick us off here? Uh, Danny is trying to mansplain why he came up with this stupid idea with Ward to his uh, wonderful, loving girlfriend Colleen. And she just immediately shuts him down. Is like, no, this is definitely not yeah. going to work. Danny Rand is a fucking idiot. It was also beginner from hell, just because like when you see it, like Joy is that annoying dinner guest. He just wants to slap. He just keeps making snippy comments about the cooking yeah. and that entire thing. Like it was a great scene to make you really dislike Joy, which was effective. And the actress that played Joy, I can't remember her name, but she was great at her turn in season one from the person that cared for Danny and trusted him to this annoying person. Who just wanted to get revenge on Danny for completely and Ward for completely misguided reasons. Uh, yeah, she's terrible this season. I cannot stand her for a second. <laughs> which means the actress did a great job. Did a yeah. real bang up job. Back to my talking about how Danny is a moron. Uh, like I said, his lovely kick ass uh, karate doing girlfriend is over here making this badass dinner. And he's like, I'm going to just cook the meatballs for it. I got this, babe. And he goes out on the patio to cook these meatballs and cooks them over an open flame. And burns the shit out of them to where they are inedible. Danny is a moron. Danny um, is a real idiot. You know how you cook meatballs? Not on an open floor. When you were outdoors. born and raised in a mystical Asian city that is protected by a dragon and the Iron Fist, you burn everything because you're not sure how clean that meat is, okay? If it's red, it carries disease, okay? That's why all steak should be ordered well done. No, I'm not here for it. I'm not living for that at all. Not one bit. Um, let's keep going because we're going to get into some really cool shit. So Davos, uh, and Joy come up with a ballin' ass plan to steal the Iron Fist from Danny. But in order to do that, they need to actually get Danny. Yeah, they got to capture him. We learned that Mary was hired, uh, to capture Danny. And it's not just that Mary, because Mary's got DID, uh, disassociative identity disorder. Mary's a fucking psychopath, and I'm living for it. It She's is everything. amazing, and I love like Typhoid Mary's character. Uh, Typhoid Mary was in Bendis's run of Daredevil. Uh, she was also, I think, one of the early Joe Kelly runs of Deadpool. I just read those books over and over again because they were some of the few comics I had at the time. She is in De- yeah. Daredevil. So, I forgot about that. So I've got this strong connection to Typhoid Mary as a character. So I love seeing her in this, and I thought they did like a nice thing too. Um, uh, I mean, she, Mary obviously beats Danny the first time around. Okay. Um, and this is where I get into one more moment real quick. It is a, it is a fight in a subway. Uh, and it's absolutely a ridiculous. And fight. he doesn't mean a sandwich shop. No, <laughs> that would have been way cooler. <laughs> Just, I really want to fight in a sandwich shop or the employees at subway. You mean like, the sandwich happens. artist? <laughs> yeah, the, where the sandwich artists behind the counter are just so unfazed by a fight happening that they just continue making sandwiches. Anywho, back to the fight in the subway. Danny is getting his ass kicked. Danny is getting the shit beat out of him. Now, at this point, Danny's phone starts to ring. What does Danny do? He attempts to take this call while he is getting his ass beat. I thought it was actually smart because whenever he answers the phone, he immediately delivers the critical information. Colleen, it's Mary, because that way she knows that something is up. And I think at that point, he also knew that this was a losing fight. And we see, too, that Danny didn't want to hurt her because he doesn't know about the DID or anything. And Danny, by his nature, is not a violent person. If He's I'm a- getting in- attacked in front of a subway, I'm throwing you in front of that damn bus. 
and I will say it was in a way like kind of the only thing that Mary could beat Iron Fist. But however, she did drug him. Danny was caught off guard, didn't want to hurt Mary. And we learned too that she'd been planning for months on how to defeat him too. It wasn't like it was like a spur of the moment thing. She was like a mercenary who was a single target and just did research. Like she did more research for that than we've done for all of our episodes combined. Yep, that is 100% accurate. She said she'd been following for like four months or some mm-hmm. shit, which power to you. I don't have that yeah. kind of dedication to, <laughs> to one one class that yeah. my whole grade would depend on. Like never, ever. Good on you. Like that kind of dedication. Yeah. Is By weird. October, I was like, oh, more months of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. They it's just, only uh, my future. Real quick, they just announced uh, Daredevil Season 3 today uh-huh. uh, and a release date. And Alex was like, so we're going to have it. Like, he was already planning when we're going to have it recorded and shit. And my response was, fucking just kill me already. <laughs> just well, kill me. Having I mean, a deadline is the worst. I, I'm going to let you guys into a little secret. Like, Matt, when he's not reading comics or wa- preparing watching movies for this show or working or going to shows, he likes to unwind by watching The Real Housewives of Every City in America. You're goddamn right. Yeah. If it's not Real Housewives, it's not real TV. So, for every terrible opinion I want, for I have... I want you guys to keep that in the back of your mind, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, just know that if you're watching Real Housewives of Orange County right now, feel free to go to my um, Instagram. I am mattbluth99. Uh, and let's chat about uh, Real Housewives because this season is fucking dope. We'll also take a sponsorship by them or from Bravo TV. Even though you're goddamn right. Though. We'll take a sponsorship I won't talk about them ever in a positive You context. wish Andy Cohen Unless, unless we're talking name. about Top Chef. But let's get back on topic. We're off topic? Yes. Whenever the episode that Danny gets a crap out of by Mary is, for, is when we first get introduced to Misty this season. And I was stoked about Misty's return. I was too. I actually like Misty a lot. And I didn't, like, I didn't know if it was going to be something like when Danny was in Luke Cage. It was only like a one episode one off. But I was thrilled that Misty was in basically every episode from here on out. Yeah, she really was. And we got a lot of time with her and Colleen, which was a lot of fun. Uh, they've had their comics together, Daughters of the Dragon, which has been a big comic book run uh, off and on over the years. So it's nice seeing them teamed up through a lot of it, too. I didn't know that. Yeah. Daughters of the Dragon is those two? Mm-hmm. Cool. Good job, Netflix. Yeah. Or showrunner or whoever. Yeah, showrunner. So at this point, Davos has Danny captured, thanks to Mary, and he is prepared to steal the Iron Fist from that motherfucker, Danny Rand. We also get two more flashbacks into Davos's life. Like, we learned that he had a family uh, at Cunlun, yeah. and we learned that his family sucked. Like, like his mom was a real piece of work. She just wanted him to succeed. <laughs> I mean, through violence and intimidation. And she, she's like the kind of parent that, like, you get you get a 35 on your ACT, or for SAT gate, it's like a 1500. And like, oh, not a perfect score, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Not good enough. You bring shame upon this family. I feel like she's the kind of mom that would threaten disownment. Like, all the time. Yeah. Uh, and Danny, or Davos, plan to get the Iron Fist involves him getting a tattoo uh, after Captain Getting. It's a tattoo from the Crane Sisters, who are a part of the comics uh, during, I think, most prominently during Matt Fraction, Ed Brubaker's run on the Immortal Iron Fist. They're not, like, obviously the same iteration. They're not just, like, three tattoo artists who are, like, auditioning for Ink Master. Uh, They're much the worse comics. than that. Uh, but... They, they give the traditional Japanese style yeah. tattoo with the long uh, rods with the needles at the end. Yeah. If you've never seen somebody give a traditional Japanese tattoo, it's super awesome. However, these people give the shittiest, most basic, 
only black, no shade. I don't think they were tattoos. going for like style. I think it was for an ancient mystical ritual. Disagree. It is the most. Big. And those tattoos they use look terrifying. They they basically look like imagine Harry Potter's wand, but twice as long, ten times as stabby, and with for some reason a glowing bead at the end. Have you not seen like traditional Japanese tattoos no. like that? You should look it up. It's actually really cool. On an actual side note. Go check it out. It's really neat and really interesting, and it does look 100% terrifying. It's just a giant person jabbing a what <laughs> looks like just a shitload of needles into your back, and it gets the ink in really quick, and yeah. they can be really fast compared so, to tattooing. So you're saying that Davo should have got like a new school tattoo, or you should have yep. said that he got like machine tattoo instead. That's where he went wrong. No, he got I'm just saying like you can be extremely detailed Bowser with on a surfboard of tattoos. The marijuana leaf in the background <laughs> wearing sunglasses. <laughs> Happy birthday, birthday, Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was happy birthday, Gary. Come on. It's Gary's birthday. God damn it. Sorry, Gary. It's still the greatest tattoo of all time. Yeah. Even care from a skit. It's still the greatest thing of all time. It is fantastic. Um, but essentially... These got, tattoos are dumb. Don't yeah. get a tattoo like this. <laughs> if you if you really like the Iron Fist, actually, uh, don't uh, get that tattoo. I would be mildly impressed if somebody did get like the Iron Fist like chess piece tattoo. I wouldn't. It's that's such that's a shitty that's tattoo. That's dedication. No, it's dumb. Look, it's no, just dumb. No, what's dumb is like tribal uh, or yeah, barbed wire. I mean, that's what it yeah. looks like. It looks like tribal. It looks like shitty tribal. If you really want to pay homage, get it small. Don't get but the. Don't do that. Davos does get the iron fist, and what we learn that Davos doesn't get just get the iron fist. He gets two iron fists. Yeah, he's double yeah. fisting. Yeah, and they glow red. I thought was just a nice like subtle change, kind of like how like Star Wars universe different color lightsabers are associated with different people or Sith or Jedi. I so. thought it was a little lame that his were red. Like, it was a little spot on. Like, Did you want red, to be like bad. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Just you make it like a, strobe lights? Make it a different... Make it blue. Like Disco balls just really, glow around his head. you gotta be super fucking basic and say, mm-hmm. he's a bad guy. Red. Yeah. Come on. Basic. Uh, visual cues are Oh, hey, by the way, uh, we're gonna talk about spoilers in this episode. Yeah. Spoilers for the new Iron Fist. <laughs> for those of you who decided to join us around the 25-minute mark. <laughs> yep. You definitely dropped the ball, you guys. But I just want to hit like on the big moments for like the rest of the season. Okay. Um, I think like the big moments that we learned. One, I mean, I'll say this for the villains this season. I thought they were all very effective. I thought Joy was annoying to a T to where like you wanted bad things to happen to her. Um, the guy that played Davos, he he, he can choose scenery. Like like he is someone that. Even though it's weird, like, he's shorter than, like, half the leads. He, just someone that is, like, a, he comes across as terrifying and brutal. Uh, and we see this, too, not only through his performance, but through his actions. Davos, his intentions being the Iron Fist are noble but misguided. What he wants to do, why he thinks anything effective, is he just wants to murder all the gangsters. Yeah, yeah. and not just the gangsters, but anybody who thinks... Um, wants to continue living that, that, uh, that lifestyle. So, at one point... Uh, there's a bodega owner who essentially is like paying for protection. He's like, I need to like keep doing this. And he's like, no, I got you now. Don't worry about it. He's like, no, no, no. I don't know about that. So Davos punches a hole through an innocent bodega owner. Yeah. Which is also like, and there's one, cause at that point Davos has recruited a bunch of like Dickensian S street urchins to be a part of his gang to try and train them, uh, to be a part of like his own school since Kunlun is gone and to be his own disciples. Uh, and one kid opposes it, and so another one of the kids just straight up murders him. Just cuts his throat. Yeah, these yeah. kids are fucking little psychopaths. Yeah. Um, but eventually, like, 
Joey does come around and realizes I may have gone a big bit too far with this one. I may have bet on the wrong pony. Um, At so this she, point, we're about seven, eight episodes yeah. in. And she tries subterfuge uh, to try and get the ball back so Danny can move the Iron Fist again. But the problem is, one, she's trying to trick Davos, who's who's not unintelligent at all. And two, she hasn't told anyone that's her plan. So it's not like anyone really knows like what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Davos doesn't trust her and catches on. And Davos basically just throws her off uh, the side of a two-story building. Yes. And yeah. let me just say that Davos has killed so many gangsters that they've wisened up and bought guns for yeah. all of episode and eight. teamed up with one another, too. They've teamed up. The two uh, the two warring gangs have uh, dropped their beef. They bought a couple of guns uh, once everybody started getting killed. And then immediately in episode nine and ten, they no longer have guns. It is totally inexplicable, and I don't understand. Because it's not their the story. They're there when there's a big fight right at the end. And if you want more guns, you, <sighs> I mean, we'll talk about that later. But you, you'll get your guns. Uh, now, also to in regards a gun. to Mary, we get some of her flashback. I actually wanted, I like how they sprinkled flashbacks. I wanted to know, I wanted more of Mary's origin story, but we learned that she developed her DID because she was a soldier in the military during Sokovia. And if Sokovia sounds familiar to you MCU fans, it's because Sokovia Accords were basically the reason that Civil War happened because it was that giant city that got blown up and with all those people died and Mary was there and a prisoner of war during all of it. And destroyed and bloodied and beaten down. So, you know, that'll do something to, to the psyche, I'd imagine. Yeah, she uh, she really uh, does a lot of work. She kind of does a lot of work for both sides of the faction. She does work for Davos. She does work for Ward and Danny. Uh, she really art of the deals, this whole thing. Yeah, I mean, she's essentially in this a mercenary. Uh, so she, I mean, she does kind of go along with the arts better. And she does want to, as like, she just wants like one last job to get out, you know. She says that, but I don't believe it. We also see, too, that Ward learns that the woman that he's been sleeping with, who's also his sponsor, is pregnant, that he learns. Uh, and in classic Ward's life is just brutal and awful fashion. He goes to her, makes this heartfelt confession about like, how he wants to build a life together with her, and she blows him off and says that she's not going to take care of two people, herself and their baby, and that she doesn't want Ward's help. So just war just suffers one tragedy after another. Yeah, this guy can't catch a break. After he yeah. kills his dad, like nothing goes yeah. his way. Yeah, I'd be like if he was on the prices right and he was one dollar over, and because he was one dollar over, someone's gun in the audience misfires and shoots him in the head because they were because they were so bummed out. They slap their knee. That's Ward's life. Yeah, he he just can't catch a fucking break. Um before we get into this little finale here, I just have a really quick question for you, Alex. Yes. Uh we've got these Two warring um, gangs that we don't really see much of. The tigers and the hatchets. Uh, what side are you on? Are you more of a tiger or more of a hatchet? Uh, I'm more of a hatchet, I would say. Ah, uh, That's yeah. the wrong answer. Yeah, because you're more of a tiger. I am a tiger. I actually have a tiger tattoo, bro. Well, next, you still have room for a hatchet tattoo. It's not too late. <laughs> it's never too late. Or you can just get your tiger, have someone, a tattoo artist... Tattoo a little paw on the side. I'm <laughs> holding a hatchet, and you can uh, have a tattoo symbolizing the love between the two gangs. Yeah, I think that's really the yeah. way to stop all gangs. That wars. would be the least subtle Iron Fist tattoo. Everyone will understand. Like, oh, he has a massive season two Iron Fist fan. <laughs> I think if we just uh, knocked out all gangsters and gave them a tattoo for the rival gang, everything would be okay. But basically, Danny thinks that he's no longer worthy of the Iron Fist. 
They he's right. They go, they go to the Crane Sisters. They get the Crane Sisters to help them. They use Misty's detective skills to find out where Davos is. Uh, and we need to stop him. They recruit Mary to help him stop him as well. Ward goes to find Joy and basically takes Joy's bloodied, beating body out of there so she doesn't die. Uh, which we don't want to talk about this, but I thought Ward's confession about how their dad, Harold, just used to beat the crap out of him was a great performance by that actor, too. And then Joy just still kind of blew it off. Oh, I which, just kind of felt like. Which just shows pussy. how awful Joy is. Shame, shame, Matthew. Shame, shame. <laughs> no, yeah, Joy is awful, and Ward is the best. Uh, but, so, they eventually get the Iron Fist back into Colleen, but the ritual isn't complete, and it's basically destroying Colleen and Davos, which leads to a Colleen and Davos uh, show-off while Alex Mary's neglected fighting neglected to mention that Iron she Fist. got the Iron Fist as well. Yeah. They both have the Iron Fist simultaneously, which and causes this white, big rift. Which is similar to her colors in the comics, too. Yeah, so she has the white fist. Mm-hmm. The white power okay. fist. Okay, well, I don't, I don't think anyone would go that far. <laughs> I did. I think she, that's what she really wants. I mean, did you know, too, that both Iron Fist and Colleen Wing were in Game of Thrones? Who is she in Game of Thrones? I don't know. I was told that fact yesterday by my wife, and she told me, but I forgot already. Yeah, I'm I'm going to question her immensely after this, because as you guys know, if you've been a long-time listener, I am obsessed with trying to bring Game of Thrones into this podcast. Well, there you go. I don't know why, but here we are. Yeah. Thank you. You did you did my job for me. Hey, it's no problem. Um, but they show down, and like, I actually, I'm just so excited about like the ending of this. I want to... Davos goes down. He survives. Uh, they choose not to kill him. Uh, Danny, even though he's got the crappy out of him, he does, with Missy's help, defeat Mary, even though he's powerless and has a sword. But he does it with, actually, uh, his cleverness, which I thought was a nice callback to uh, how Danny is in a lot of the comic runs. But Mary goes back to being non-violent Mary when there's running water and flashing lights. And so he cuts a uh, water line while, Mary's, while Missy's pinning her with her robot arm. Which is a cheap yeah. fighting technique. Yeah, he if flashes. you try and beat me with just yeah. your robot arm, I'm gonna be pissed. I thought there was great use of Missy's robot arm this season. It was awesome. Throughout. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was pretty great. But anyways, Mary's gone. Davos is gone. Joey's gone. Um, epilogue scene where everyone's going their ways, but Danny finds in their apartment this coin with this symbol on there, and then he takes off without without even telling Colleen goodbye. He leaves her a note. No, this guy's a fucking douchebag. Uh, it was amazing. Now, we see Colleen, it says a few months later, and we see Colleen uh, stopping a gang, and she pulls out her sword, and it's glowing white. Uh, so Colleen's got a lightsaber now, which is fantastic. Yeah. I, uh, what I've always wanted is more Star Wars in my Marvel yes, Cinematic Yes, exactly. Universe. Yep. I'm ready for Darth Vader to be the villain in season three. Yes, please. Uh, but, and like, part of me was kind of bummed out, and I was like, oh, I mean, Danny Rand is the Iron Fist. Like, Danny has to be the Iron Fist because we haven't had enough time with Danny being the Iron Fist, I think, for transfer. But you know, we go overseas. I want to say it was to Japan. And we see Ward drinking in a bar uh, at 4 o'clock in the morning. He says he's trying to get something off this guy. And we realize that Danny's there too because it's a Ward-Danny buddy cop season for all season three. That's all I want. But what we see is the guy shoot at Danny and Danny pulls out two guns that he got from his friend Orson, and the guns glow, and they shoot a glowing bullet out of it, which, if you're an avid comic reader, you will love that moment, because that is, the guns are Orson Randall's 
a previous Iron Fist that was featured heavily in all of Edward Baker and Matt Fraction's run in the Immortal Iron Fist. And so it teases Orson Randall for season three. So if this doesn't get a season three, I'll probably just cancel this podcast. Okay, cool. Finally. Yeah. yeah. I hope that's episode 99 when they decide that they're going to cancel it. No episode 100 from us. Perfect. Just sadness. All I want is just Orson Randall. All I want is him to do the entire storyline from Matt Fraction uh, and Ed Brubaker. And if you're a fan of a lot of characters, Davos was featured heavily during that run. So are the Crane sisters. But Orson Randall is a phenomenal character and such an awesome take on the Iron Fist character, too. Let me just say, I agree with you, um, which is shocking, that there is not enough Iron Fist happening. Um, Danny Rand needs to be the Iron Fist. Yeah. And he needs the power for a long period of time. Like, to have him have an entire season without it is extremely frustrating. I get it. Have him get it back towards the end. But really, uh, it's just frustrating. That's me my biggest criticism of the season. I thought that Joy had a good character arc. Mary, Misty, Colleen, Davos, too. Uh, they all had good char- character arcs, but I thought Danny had the least amount of growth this season. I-, I think the show needs to just focus on the title character more than anything else. Yeah, you got a lot of Luke Cage and Luke Cage, but you did not get a lot yeah. of Danny Rand and yeah. Iron Fist season exactly, two. Exactly, yeah. You see Tony Jessica Jones, Jessica Jones, see Jennifer. And I say it's like, and those shows all have great supporting cast members. Yeah, usually sure. strong, but they don't have to, you don't have to bring down the main character to make it. Uh, everybody else strong and interesting. Maybe they thought that he was such a shitty actor or such a shitty Danny Rand that they just, yeah, we'll go a different route here. He will not, I'll not take you besmirching Finn Jones on this podcast. Well, you just did. Okay. So on a scale of one to 10, what do you think of this? Uh, like a six. And that's, um, that's me being super generous. Cause I've had some wine. <laughs> I'll give it a seven. Uh, I enjoyed it and it just made me more stoked for next season. I did. This show is a massive upgrade. Getting rid, of, getting the new showrunner, uh, and getting rid of Scott Buck only gives me more hope that it's going to be a strong. Like I thought, I like season two of Luke Cage better than season one. So I'm hoping that as the showrunner gets more experience with this character, that we're going to get a stronger season three if we get one. I was actually hoping for a little bit of uh, cool music in this. That to me was a big disappointment too, because they did that in the first season. Like Danny's love of '90s hip hop was a big focus in the first season, and it was just gone this season. There was nothing to do with it. And even him and Luke bonded over that too in yep. season two of Luke Cage. So I that you're, that's a great criticism that that needs to change in season three. Yeah, that's every a big other, part of his identity. I mean, even even Daredevil has a song every now yeah. and again where like, come on, there was nothing this season. Yeah, I know. absolutely nothing. Yeah, that really bummed me out. Uh, but also, be sure to if you finish it, stick around for the credits because there is a teaser for season three of Daredevil, and it is a dark teaser and it's awesome because it. Looks like it looks like they should be doing Born Again, the Daredevil storyline written by Frank Miller, which is an amazing Daredevil storyline, arguably the best Daredevil storyline uh, out there. So season three should be amazing. And like Matt mentioned earlier, they released a date. They also released a trailer for it today, and they released a poster. And in the background of the poster, you see Avengers Tower. It was nice to see it being tied into the larger Marvel universe too. Yes, and that also should mean that it takes place pre Infinity War. Because the Avengers sold off Avengers Tower to go live on a farm in New York. Yep. Um, So, that being said, next week we will talk about uh, all of the new number one comics from uh, the month of September. Yeah, I had to think what month it was. Yeah, I had no fucking clue. Um, So, we're going to talk about that. There's a whole bunch, so that one might uh, run a little bit long as well. I think this one's been pretty long, too. Um, As always... As always, you can 
email us at henchmanofcomics at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Um, give us a follow, uh, download and subscribe to our wonderful podcast. All right, it's, it's shitty, whatever. Just do it though. It's amazing. It makes it it's makes probably the greatest podcast good. of all time. I mean, at least top two. It's won at least three out of the four Hitchner Comic Best Podcast Dead in This Room Awards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for Hitchner Comics, I'm Alex Eschback. And I'm Danny Buttfucking Rand. Hinch it ain't easy.